Hi, everybody, and welcome back to a Wednesday episode of Big Apple Hockey. It's great to actually be back on our own show. Phil, it was kind of weird guesting yesterday, but yeah. it was uh, it was a great time. Uh, if you haven't seen us, check us out. We did a guest spot on Core Python's Rangers Talk. But back to us, and we're starting team previews today, as well as talking about the uncomfortable Alex Galchenyuk situation. I, of course, am your host, Mr. Mark Williams, and... I am joined by the man who's seeing some good wrestling tonight, Mr. John Falkowski. AEW and Blood and Guts, basically uh, a version of War Games, or AEW's version of it, I should say. So definitely a fun night for uh, pro wrestling fans. So, Would you like to play a game? And, of course, the man who is always working hard at home or on here, Mr. Anthony LaRocco. Yeah, Mark. I'll take it down. <laughs> yeah. Can you? No, not again. No, no, you're still here. No, I heard you. You're here, bud. Yeah. Oh, my! You guys, you guys are frozen on my end. Um, so that's oh, why okay. I was. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no. Um, uh, Mark, <laughs> I, think, I think aside from Vladimir Tarasenko, I think you're the second best UFA on the market. Uh, I I don't know if I'm on the market anymore, buddy. That's oh, oh come no. on! Oh no, not again! Oh, oh boy! All right, well we're gonna get Anthony back in one second, but uh we got we got team previews that we're gonna be starting today, and of course when we're starting team previews, uh, it's probably best to just go in alphabetical order on that. We're gonna be starting with the Anaheim Ducks, but. So let's get the A block going right now. The A block, of course, is brought to you by SeatGeek, which uh, use the promo code Big Apple Hockey for twenty dollars off your first order. All right. So we mentioned the Ducks. That's how we're starting off with Bilk. But um, they've already had kind of an active uh, off season. Alex Kalorn, Radko Gudis, Robert Haig coming in. Jason Menga. Uh, Kevin Chattenkirk and Anthony Stoller is going out. First question you got to ask with some of these situations. How did they improve? And good news. We got Anthony back. He's already here with us. And uh, just waiting for him to just hit that button and get right on in. Yeah. Hopefully this is not the sign of things to come. Yeah. Yeah. And, And you ready to come in? Okay. There we are. There we are. Hopefully, not a sign of things to come today, Anthony. Hopefully, no. It's the weirdest thing. I I have no issues streaming shit on TV or on my phone. I don't know why lately it's this platform specifically that is isn't cooperating here. But and this supposed to be the easiest one. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the great things about StreamYard is uh, you can still have your stream. Hell, if I get kicked off the stream, it's still going. So, yeah. and and I'm the host <clears throat> technically. All right. So, how Phil? Let's start with this. How exactly do you look at um, Anaheim's offseason and see how they improved? I think you added two guys who have played for winning teams that have experience, that have grit, that probably had a dimension of leadership as well and a a definite dimension of toughness. Like 
just think of it this way. When the Rangers added Ryan Reeves, they added that guy that was going to allow them to go out and feel a little more tougher and a little more confident, their chests out a little more, you know, by having that muscle in their lineup. I, I think Kalorn may not replicate what he did offensively this past year just because it's a career year and he's he's in his 30s and he's going to start to decline. But uh, there's no reason to believe that he can't be a 20-goal, 40-point player, maybe even a 50-point guy in Anaheim, depending on the usage that he gets. Um, there, There's definitely some young talent that's going to support him. I mean, you have Leo Carlson, first overall pick. You got to factor that in, too, because he's likely going to be making that team right off the bat. So um, you look for... You look for improvements in, in players like Trevor Zegras, you know, you know uh, Mason McTavish. I mean, a lot of these young guys that they have, getting Jamie Drysdale back should be huge for them. I mean, and we just lost Anthony again. Uh, this is not fun. So it, you add those types of players. You have those young guys maturing and getting used to being pros. And then you add two players like Gouda's, and Kalorn to that lineup, which is something they needed last year. They were really lacking physical presence. Um, so for, for Anaheim, for me, I, I, I think they're definitely an improved team. I don't think they're good enough to be a playoff team, but they've definitely improved. I look at this team and think it's, it's going to come down to just new coaching style and Leo Carlson. And I, I think I think when you look at it, I thought Dallas Eakins two years ago was doing a good job, and I would have kept him. Nah, that that became not the case. Uh, and you could really see that they were kind of really struggling. They were minus one twenty nine last year. That's not that's not going to win you much. And they were last in the Pacific for good reason. I look at them and they're a team that's going to be building towards the future. And that's one thing that you gotta, you gotta like going in that direction. So hopefully that's going to be the case. Um, hoping Anthony gets back here as, as soon yeah. as possible. Uh, but when you look at Anaheim though, what concerns do you have about them? I mean, technically they only have, I would say they have six defensemen under contract, but Yuro Vakanainen was on injured reserve to end the year. Um, Jamie Drysdale is coming off of a major injury. Uh, it, the depth just isn't there after guys like Fowler, Gudis. I, I mean, even Haig. Robert Haig isn't all that great. Colton White? Like, mm. what? What scares you about their defense? Nothing to me. They don't. They they lack a true top end shutdown defenseman. They lack a they lack a true um, you know minutes eater in the top four. Like aside from Fowler, like you don't want Gudis eating close to twenty minutes a game. He's going to get exposed that way. That's not good. Uh, if Carolina is really moving uh, or really looking to move Brett Pesci maybe that's something that Anaheim might need to explore because he would fit like a glove there. He really would. And not only that, 
but they need right side defense. I mean, they have Drysdale and Gudis. Um, Bakanainen can play both sides, but Pesci would move Gudis down to the third pair where it really belongs. And he would fit right into one of those, uh, right into probably the second right-handed spot on um, in, in their top four. Either that, or you could move Cam Fowler down a spot and have him play second pairing minutes on the right-hand side and still play power play one. And he faces lesser matchups uh, in terms of defense, the tougher, you know, the tougher forward matchups. So you leave those to Pesci, something like that, or whoever they can get to fill in that top six spot. So, but I, I just think that Brett Pesci would be like a, a real good move for Anaheim if they could somehow swing it. I I look at them and I still wonder um, how they're keeping the puck out of the net. I think they're going to be able to score some goals. Uh, and you look at you look at the lineup in a way. Uh, I mean, Trevor Zegras, is he going to take the next step or is he just busy being an NHL celebrity that he's not going to worry about how he plays the game? Because if you're doing that and then you have a one-two punch of Zegras and uh, Leo Carlson, then Anaheim could become pretty special within the next couple of years. And we're going to be saying that probably in the next couple of weeks about the Columbus Blue Jackets as well, if not next week. But I kind of got to look at Anaheim and say uh just can they turn this over is it a is it a one-year thing I don't think they're going to be jumping many teams in the Pacific because if you look at the standings they finished dead last uh, uh San Jose was over them uh Vancouver is over them and these were teams that were long shots ahead of them so it was a by a by a lot of points I think Anaheim probably is going to be in the bottom two again. I'll get to there. Yeah. My, my uh, place uh, position for them in a moment. But you look at the Ducks, who is their key player you would look at for next year? Kind of like an X Factor type thing, if you will. I guess so, yeah. Uh, I would say Mason McTavish. A lot can really uh, – he can swing the balance of power with that team because he was with them and he had 17 goals and 43 points last year as a rookie. Really good year. But if he takes that next step and he develops more, let's just say he gets to like the 25, 30-goal range and he's like 50, 60 points – Somewhere in that range, that's a bunch of more wins for Anaheim, more than likely. So that may keep them out of being the worst team in that division. If someone like him can come along, not only that, but um, you, 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 it actually can help someone maybe like a Leo Carlson, like mm-hmm. depending on who he ends up getting paired with. Do they do they put him with someone like McTavish? Do they move McTavish to the wing? Which I imagine they probably would at that point. Because if you're going to have your two centers as Zegers and Carlson, you're not going to have Mason McTavish be your third line center. He no. can go play wing, and he could be a real good power winger. So, I I I think Mason McTavish is the guy for me. Where I sit there and I say to myself, Hey, you know what? This guy has a big year. This Anaheim team could be better than we thought. 
and Anthony's gone again. So something's really up with I don't know with this connection to, to I, I don't know what's going on yard here or something. Uh, but why if it's if it's him, why aren't we getting kicked out? No, we're not getting kicked out. It's probably his connection to StreamYard because yeah. if his other stuff is fine, then it has something to do with StreamYard. Thanks, everybody. You always tune in to us for uh, uh, tech talk on yeah. us, but we're still trying to figure out all this. I'll answer this question real quick, too. Um, what do I think about Leo Carlson that made them like him more than Adam Fantilli? Um, I think he might be a smarter player. I, I think that's what it comes down to. I think he's he's also a big skater. Um, his skating needs a tiny bit of work. He is a little too hunched over uh, for his skating. Or I should say he's a little more upright, I should say, than he should be. Not hunched over. But um, you can turn him into, I, I think, the way that I look at him, he reminds me of someone like Sergei Federer. And the, the way that he plays, the smooth plays that he makes, the smart plays, the, the whole just move the puck, um, you know, when he absolutely has to. He doesn't hold, ever really hold on to the puck for too long. And he's got a great, great shot, too. Underrated shot. So um, I, I could definitely see why Anaheim liked him. And it was really... Everybody thought Fantilli too, Fantilli too, especially after the Worlds. I get it, but yeah, Leo Carlson in a lot of scouts' eyes um, was right there with Fantilli all year to be a number two. So, and I, for one, look, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I have a North American bias. Everybody's got their biases, and I'm yeah. I'm willing to to go for the the North American kid, especially the one that's been proving themselves at the NCAA level. This might be the pick that you might look at Pat Verbeek five years from now and go, you're a genius. Because everyone, everyone thought he was going to Anaheim, uh, Anna Fantilli, that is. And then they come up and then they say, Will Carlson, I mean, if, if I, I could, I'll, I'll probably do this in a short for everybody, but my, my reaction to that was just, whoa. Yeah, and I, think I couldn't. Was. Yeah, I couldn't even. Um, uh, Phil, pardon me for a minute, because I gotta, I gotta take this and get off. Well, I'm gonna be apparently taking over right now, so just bear with me one second here. All right, let's see where Mark is. A block. Sorry about this, guys. This is a little um, Anthony's technical difficulties are really kind of hampering us here. Guys and girls, I do apologize. So we're going to go with place prediction because I'm going to move this along a little bit. I do have to leave a little early tonight. Um, place prediction. We're looking at the division here and let's just bring up standings from last season. Just so we have them. Just bear with me one second. Sorry, just did not expect to be in the position of having to do all this. So last year, Anaheim finished dead last in the Pacific. Uh, dead last in the West as well. 
58 points, 23, 47, and 12 for 58 points. That placed them last in the division, last in the West, and they were last in the NHL in points. So we can only go up from here, right? That's a logical way to look at it. But um, I would say, if anything, I'm, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at this team, and I'm saying to myself, I think they're improved. I still think that they don't really have an answer to keep pucks out of the net. They have a very good goaltender, but their defense is just still not nearly good enough. They they need another they need another top four minutes eater for me before they can really start making some real progress. Um, I think they'll be better than San Jose because I think San Jose will probably have moved Eric Carlson. And even if Eric Carlson is somehow still there entering this season, I, I think that he's not putting up a hundred points again. I, and I wonder if he even stays healthy. So um, I don't, I don't think they're a better team than Vancouver but uh, in that division, I definitely don't see them being better than Calgary, even after all Calgary's changes and their exodus. Mm. I don't think they have pieces. Seattle's going to get better. Uh, I don't know if they'll have 100 points again, but I, I, think they're, I think they're going to be a more well-rounded team, and I still think they'll be better, much better. L.A., obviously, they're going to be one of the favorites to win that division along with Vegas and Edmonton. So I'm going to say in, in that division, they play seventh out of eighth. I think they'll be better than San Jose, and I think that's really about it. Yeah, I think they're going to be seventh out of eighth. I think they'll move ahead of San Jose. That's about it. Yeah. Um, and San Jose is in in, in teardown mode. So yeah. that's the best you could hope for on that. And I'm really not seeing – how they're going to be better, but you know, um, it's this is what happens with developmental teams. This is what should have happened with, say, the New York Rangers for a couple of years, where they should have been this bad. Instead, they jumped ahead so much. And again, like I said on the show yesterday, uh, credit, uh, credit Igor Sturkin for jumping them forward. So, uh, let's go to the Arizona Coyotes. Mm-hmm. They made a lot of moves. I mean, Alex Kerfoot, Jason Zucker, um, Zucker. Nick Bustet. It is Zucker. I thought it was Zucker. It's Zucker. Okay. Well, whatever. That guy <laughs> right there. Uh, Sean Dersey and Troy Stetcher. Those are pretty good players. And out was Counter Mackey and uh, Christian Fisher. Phil, how do you look at Arizona and think that they improved? You got a guy that can score anywhere from 20 to 30 goals in a season with Jason Zucker um, and give you like 50 or so points. That That's a good add for Arizona. I, I think he he helps their wing death extraordinarily. And I, I say that because for, for years, aside from Clayton Keller, what, what's been the scoring threat on their wings? And that that's really been a big, big issue for Arizona. So now you have a guy that can play both the left and right side. Lawson Kraus had a nice year a couple of years back, but what, what has he really done? Nick Schmaltz can play center and right wing. Clayton Keller can play both left and right. And then you have Matias Michelli, who you know had a real good rookie year for them. Uh, I, I like the additions, though, of 
of Zucker. Uh, I think Troy Stetcher is an okay add on defense. Sean Dursey, for me, is an interesting one because L.A. was willing to move him and didn't get a lot in return, if you ask me. Not not enough. And he's making $1.7 million in a contract year. He'll be a restricted free agent after this. But he had a season of 27 points in 64 games in 2022. And then last year, 38 points in 72 games. So he had almost 40 points while missing 10 games for the uh, for the Kings. I don't know if he necessarily gets the same usage in uh, Arizona. It, it may even be increased. What I would like to look at for me is his usage stats in terms of like power play because I, I think – Right now, I, I think he might be Arizona's top guy there. I, I, I mean, I, Yusuf Valamaki was really good for them offensively for a bit after they acquired him last year. He, he put up a, a, a real good amount of points for a guy that had really like nothing going beforehand. I mean, he he was in Calgary last year and. He had 34 points after being acquired. So uh, that's that's really good for Yusuf Valamaki. 30 assists, only four goals. But Valamaki's not really like a power play guy, if you will. So to me, Dursey's probably their power play quarterback. Um, I, I think that helps there because after Chikrin, they didn't really have a power play quarterback. Although their power play ended up being really good somehow. So, uh, I, I, I do, I do like their additions to a point. I mean, Alex Kerfoot is good middle six depth. Um, I don't think they're vastly improved, but I, I, I do think that their roster is definitely improved quite a bit. So, but I'm going to move on because Mark is kind of tied up right now. So we'll uh, we'll move on to their concerns. What concerns are there with the Arizona Coyotes? Well, when you take a look at their roster, they still lack some scoring depth. So your top six is going to look like Keller, Schmaltz, Zucker, um, Kraus, Michelli, and then if Dylan Gunther can come up and he can be – uh, a force for them. That's somebody you might have to look at as well, just because he was a top prospect. Um, he played 33 games and had 15 points for them last year. If he plays a full season at that point, that's like a 40 point pace almost. So um, maybe you get something more out of Dylan Gunther. He takes the next step. So that would be big for them, but I, they're still scoring concerns. There's still defensive concerns. The overall group defensively is not great. Um, it's really it's Dursey, Josh Brown, Troy Stetcher, Yusuf Alamaki, JJ Moser, who was actually re- I thought really good for them. He played he played some real good underrated hockey. You, you, every time I watched them, you heard his name come up, and he had 31 points for them last year. That's actually pretty good. So um, 
I was really surprised with him. Victor Soderstrom is somebody that everyone's been keeping an eye on for quite some time. <coughs> he had nine points for them last year in 30 games, no points in 16 games the year before. Uh, Soderstrom, you're, you're waiting for him to take that next step. And that that's a big part of why I'm so concerned about this defense is because is he ready for that yet? Will he take that next step? Will he become a top four defenseman or, you know, is, is he just going to continue to develop gradually? Because this defensive group as is, unless Soderstrom's development takes a major spike this year, really isn't good enough to scare, you know, opposition's forwards. It's not terrible, but it's not really good either. So um, I think they're just kind of like a meh unit. There's no chance of uh, seeing Simashev or uh, Dino Butt next uh, boot. I mean, next year, right? I doubt it. I, I really do. I, I think those are both project players, and I think those were both reaches there. So, um, uh, yeah, this is another thing too. Nick Schmaltz has problems staying healthy. Like he's one of the more underrated players in the entire league, if you ask me. But he just does not stay healthy at all. Mm. And that's the big, big problem because a lot of the offense can hinge around him. Like if you have him healthy and playing with Clayton Keller, that's a pretty dynamic duo right there. And they could put up a ton of points together. So do you think uh Carl uh Vimelka is do you think he's a franchise goalie? I think if he had a better defense in front of him it's just a better overall team in front of him. I think that he would be putting up numbers that would get him Vezina consideration. Uh, I I don't think he would be a finalist, but the fact that I mean, I know that the numbers don't look great when you look at them, but it's because the team is so bad in front of him. I mean, these last two years, three six eight and three four three goals against with an eight ninety nine and an eight ninety eight save percentage. I know it, they don't look great, but if you actually watch the games, he was really good, and he was just hung out to try a lot. I honestly think on a better team, he's he's putting up nine ten nine fifteen save percentage with uh, probably a goals against of around two five, maybe even better. I would say. So, um, yeah, I, I really do think that he can be. It's just the team in front of him just simply is not good enough. Yeah, and that's one thing that they're going to have to improve on. So what is a key player for next season? Wow. Um, that's a tough one for me. I could name a couple of different guys that I look at and – I say to myself that, you know, a lot could hinge on these guys. Um, Sean Dersey coming in is a big one because he's probably going to be their power play guy at this point. Um, you, you, you would have to wonder if he can, you know, take another step offensively and become a 50, you know, 40, 50 point defenseman at this point, maybe even more depending on, you know, the usage there. Jason Zucker is obviously going to be a big one for them because they're going to expect 25 to 30 goals and 50 plus points from him. 
Nick Schmaltz is another one you, you could say because he he's got to stay healthy. And if he stays healthy, then you know that's a big boost to their offense. And then what I want to see though is I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little guy that's out of left field here. And because I I, I want to see the, him take the next step. It's Barrett Hayden. Barrett Hayden mm-hmm. had 43 points this year. So I, I I think that if anything, Barrett Hayton taking the next step in his development can really help this team go a long way. So um one I don't know if it's a key player. But one thing I have to say, we, we all told jokes. Everybody told jokes about Arizona playing in a college stadium. Arizona is this. Arizona is that. They had a winning record. They had a winning record at Mullet Arena. They were 2015-5. Uh, and five. If they can somehow duplicate that and just not be – they were abysmal on the road, 7-25-9. If they can just change that around because it looks like – it looks like um, uh, that Clayton Keller has become a star. Yeah, and if that's the case. Arizona could they, they could definitely make a jump. I don't think it's going to be a substantial jump, especially in that Central Division. It's going to be tough. I think they're definitely going to be better than Chicago. I can tell you that. But, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony, who do you think is a key player for Arizona this season? Uh, I like the I like the addition of Jason Zucker. I think he'll add some offensive uh, punch to that team. Um, you know, you got a guy like Logan Cooley. I think he's returning to uh, returning to uh, school next year, so I don't think he's going to be yeah. joining them. Um, but they're compiling a decent amount of young talent, uh, and then adding a guy. You know, again like. Did we just lose him again? I think we did. There, something's really. I, I wonder if it's Streamyard. I, I, I. But it's just him, though. It's just him, but it may be something where. I don't know. We're not. We're not going to go into tech talk here because. Yeah, we're not going to get into tech talk on this one. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to remove Anthony until he's. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I, 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 I do it's kind of funny. I'm looking at his frozen picture right now and it's, yeah. And it's like an actual, like, oh, oh there we got him back. We got him back. Yeah, there yeah. we go. I don't know. I don't know what's all of a sudden happening. It's just really irritating me though. I try not to break something. No, it's a, it, it's understandable. And it's also, yeah. thank God it's happening during the off season, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's random though. It's just it's just started last week out of nowhere. I don't I don't I don't know what's uh what, what the deal is, but uh, no, I, I think Arizona's heading in the right direction. I, I do they started to add some actual NHL players this year and spend some money on guys who aren't basically retired. So um, you know, I think they really have no choice. They're they're trying to get a new building somewhere and keep their future in Arizona. So I think ownership really is left with no choice to try to really turn things around so they can you know, stay there and, you know, have a future there. Cause at the current rate they were running of basically just having 
phantom cap hits, um, it wasn't going to be sustainable for them to actually, you know, have fans and, and really feel the team. So, um, but I, I like what they're doing. I mean, if Clayton Keller can replicate what he did last year, um, I think, you know, they could be, take even step forward. Um, I mean, at this point, I think they're nowhere close to the worst team in the West. Like, I think San Jose is probably going to be dead last in the West, to be honest with you. But uh, I, I don't think Arizona is going to be abysmal anymore. Like, not they're, they're not going to be an easy out when you play them. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so I have to ask you, and I'm going to go right back to you. What is your place prediction for them for next season? Uh, I mean, I, I, I think they could finish, you know, as high as maybe sixth, maybe, maybe fifth. Um, I mean, I I don't think they're going to sniff a playoff spot, but again, I, I I truly believe that they're not going to be the worst team in their division. Um, you know, I I think there are a couple teams like, you know, for instance, I just mentioned San Jose. I think San Jose is going to be abysmal next season for sure. I think they might be the worst team in the league. Um, but, you know, it really, again, it really all depends on the type of production they get from new, the newer guys like Kerfoot. Um, you know, Veselmaka and Goal can raise his game to even another okay. level. That will help them a lot. So, but I, I don't, again, I don't, I'd be surprised if they were last place in the division. I, I don't, I don't foresee it happening. Then again, you know, anything can happen. And, and one last thing, actually, I forgot to mention, um, you know, Schmoltz, you know, he's been injured and stuff, but when he's actually in the lineup, he, he, produces close to point per game so yeah. you know if he stays health if he stays healthy too that's a huge lift for them hard to yeah. believe that they got him for uh, dylan strome and he's he's produced so well for them uh especially yeah. of what dylan strome was doing he wasn't doing much phil where do you see arizona uh, next year uh you know what i i hate to say just because of the fact that you know, you, you want to see them improve, but they're probably still the second worst team in that division. I I, I don't – maybe Nashville drops down. I think St. Louis will improve. Um, Nashville, to me, lost a lot. And I, I really don't know where Nashville goes from here. Um I, I still think the top four in the division is Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, and probably Winnipeg, even with Winnipeg losing some guys. I think the return that they got on PLD is actually going to give them a little more depth, which actually might help a bit. Sounds crazy, but it might. Um, so for for me, at least, I, I have Arizona as probably second last in their division. I think they finish ahead of Chicago but I, I don't think they finish ahead of anybody else. Gabriel Velarde, by the way, signing a two-year extension today to avoid arbitration with Winnipeg. And um, as he went over in the PLD trade. Yep. Yeah, I, I think it's unanimous, guys. Uh, we'll make it a hat trick that it, I think that's just what's going to happen. Uh, and they're not going to be better than, say, St. Louis, who's finished, I think, the uh, 20 points ahead of them last year. It's, it's just not going to happen. Um, I think St. Louis might bounce back a little bit this year, but also they're – I'm I'm waking up to the headline one of these days of Craig Brewer Bay has been let go and they're going to start trading off other veteran pieces or whatever they have left. 
uh, they might go into not a rebuild. They might retool because St. Louis has got their core already. So, uh, but they're not, there's no way Arizona, they're going to, they're going to improve a little bit, but there's no way they're going to be worse than, uh, than the Chicago Blackhawks who are in complete and total teardown. All right. Hopefully we get one more preview in right here and get right to bar talk because we're running out of time. Uh, the Boston Bruins guys, Boston Oof. Bruins. This is the big one. We're going to shock some people tonight because we're going to talk about the Bruins in Morgan Geeky, Milan Lucic, James Van Riemsdyk, Patrick Brown, Jason Manga, Kevin. Magna. Magna. Oh, sorry. Magna. Sorry. I was too busy thinking about the Mets pitcher. So, uh, in the middle of that, Jesper Boquist and Parker Watherspoon, Anthony, uh, out, by the way, out goes Taylor Hall, Nick Foligno, Connor Clifton, Dimitri Olof, uh, Mike Riley, and Garnet Hathaway, and also Tyler Batuzzi, who went to, uh, to went to the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs. How did Boston improve, and could they have improved over last year? Uh, I mean, I guess I'll I'll start here. Um, I think Boston had a really bad off season. I mean, they're they're likely going to lose Bergeron and Krejci to retirement, um, which leaves their top two centers as Charlie Coyle and, and Pavel Zaka. Um, they traded Taylor Hall in the salary dump, which I mean I thought was so they could keep Tyler Bertuzzi, but they end up losing Tyler Bertuzzi as well. Um, so those are, you know, four big holes they just lost. And not, not to mention Dmitry Orlov, who also departed. Um, you know, and then you have the fact that, you know, Linus Olmark likely is not going to come close to reproducing what he did last year. I think last year was a career year. Um, so when you combine all those factors, uh, I don't see how Boston's anywhere close to as good as they were last year. And not to mention – the guys they plug some of those holes with, Kevin Shattenkirk, JVR, I mean, they're they're on the down the downsides of their career. Look at their production in the last couple of years. They're nowhere close to the players they used to be, you know, four or five years ago. So, I mean, I I know I kind of bashed Boston last year and, and look what happened, but I don't I don't know. I don't see them being really all that good. And I know it's crazy to say about a team that did what they did last year, but uh, I, I just would be surprised if the Bruins were close to as good as they were last year. Too too many departures. Phil, what do you think? Is it just that there's nowhere to go but down for them? I I think when you lose that many pieces, that's that's a big problem. Like, I and I just I see this this comment in the chat. You know, Bergeron will be back. I I don't think he cares necessarily about the 100 year anniversary of the Bruins. I don't, I don't, I really don't think players put any consideration into that for the most part. So if, the, if that's what you're holding your hopes up on, I, I would, I, I would suggest not holding your breath, but um, I, I, you, you lose him, you lose Krejci, you lose Hall, you lose Bertuzzi. Uh, the defense is still the same. So the defense, the, I mean, they added Hampus Lindholm and that, that defensive unit became really, really good. And that's, they're still a very, very formidable defensive unit. Your your top four is McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, and then one of either uh, Grizzlick, 
or Derek Forbert. And then you've got, you add Kevin Shattenkirk's depth for puck moving. You have Jakob Zaboral, Ian Mitchell really rounds it out, but it just, you lose Orlov. Yeah. And he's another one, but he was a deadline acquisition. It's so you want to talk about Orlov and Bertuzzi and Hathaway. Those guys were all deadline acquisitions. They were going for it, but this team was still a well-oiled machine before those guys um, even got there. So I, I, I'm looking at this team and I'm saying it, you're, you're starting two centers. Your top two centers are Pavel Zaka and Charlie Coyle. Charlie Coyle was playing in a top six role for them last year at one point. And they moved him down. Actually, I'm sorry, the year before. And they moved him down because Krejci and Bergeron both came back. So, yeah, Charlie Coyle is not the answer for your top six center problems. And neither is Pavel Zaka. Uh, I just think that losing as many parts as they have just is going to cause a bunch of problems with them depth-wise. And as Anthony said, you you know you you bring up the Linus Allmark you know regression because it's obvious. Look at Igor Shosturkin. Igor Shosturkin put up similar numbers in 2022, and he regressed. So regression is definitely going to happen for Linus Allmark, and I think as a team they're going to regress because you're going to have to rely heavily on David Pasternak and Brad Marchand, who are going to now be probably on two different lines again, without two very good centers to help them out. So their offense becomes a little more predictable and a little easier to play against. So now they're probably not going to have the puck in the zone half the time like they did against uh, every team last year where they were just dominating play and just really swarming. So for me, I I think the whole defensive structure of the team is probably going to take a hit. There's a lot that's going to take a hit on this team, and I think a lot of it, you know, first we'll start with Linus Allmark. If there is no way, I'm not going to say if, I was even going to say if he could du- duplicate what he did last year. There's no way he could do that. It, the, last year was the perfect storm, and the Bruins were in a situation where they needed to squeeze as much as they could out of there and impress uh, Pasta so we resigned. He did. They got him. They got uh, Marchand under contract. There's a lot of UFAs that that they had. And, I mean, adding in, look, with all the respect to all these players, James Van Riemsdyk and um, Morgan Geeky and Milan Lucic, look, I, I, I think – I think that they could actually like still be a playoff team because their coaching is so good. And I mean, Montgomery did a great job, but there's no chance you're getting the goaltending that you're getting. They avoided all injuries last year. Imagine now getting a couple key injuries thrown in there. This is all still contingent on whether or not Bergeron and Krejci don't come back. And it doesn't look like either one's going to happen. You look at the face on Bergeron when they left the ice, he kind of knows it's over. And I think they were able to squeeze one more year out of him. I don't think you're, you're able to get to Bergeron isn't Tom Brady. He it's, it's been kind of leaning this way for a while. So I guess that kind of leans into guys and, and, but there's no way for them to improve. You can't improve from the best record of all time and the most goals and the fewest against. 
So right back at you, Phil. So what other concerns do you have, or did you just answer them all? I think we just answered them all. I, th- okay. I, I, I so think let's move right to this. Concern. What? Who's the key player for them next year? Is it is it Linus Allmark, or is it we're looking at um uh maybe Pasta trying to put the team on his back? It. I, I think it's the top two centers. I think it's it's Coil and Zaka. I think there's a ton of pressure on the two of them to fill the void that Bergeron and Krejci have left. Uh, uh, yeah, you could say the same about Marchand and Pasternak because of the fact that, you know, they're they're the two best players on the team, probably. But um, I, I think it's on the two centers. The two centers have to fill uh, it's just a massive void. So, um, you know, you, you have Jake DeBrusque there, too, who we've, you know, forgotten about. I mean, he had almost 30 goals last year and only like 60-something games. So, I, I mean, they, they have scoring wingers. It's just the center depth is terrible, and it, now it's it's all on those two to, to make things happen. Anthony, who's a key player for them? I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm going to say – so Pavel Zaka last year had a career year. He had – 50, 57 points, I believe. Um, you know, for him, I mean, that's that's really, I mean, that, that's gravy for a guy like Pavel Zaka to give you 57 points. So asking him to do much more than that um, is borderline, you know, unrealistic. But, I mean, if Zaka could at least give them the same production this year, you know, that, you know, that could, that could help them a lot. But, you know, if he kind of regresses to the means and he's a, you know, 35-point player uh, next year for Boston, and they don't have Bergeron and Krejci, uh, they're going to be in big trouble. Um, because now you're talking, you know, Coyle had 45 points last, last year. So he, let's say he replicates that. Zaka drops back down to what he usually gets. You know, that, that's unacceptable to get that type of production out of your number one, number two center. So um, I, I think Zaka really needs to try to replicate what he did last year. I mean, another guy like Morgan Geeky, who's a center they brought in. I mean, if he could take a couple of next steps to, to you know, kind of help them out and almost have like, you know, three centers by committee as being the majority of your offense. But they're they're in trouble in center ice. And, you know, there was a comment before, I think, from course that why didn't they trade for Shifley? Um, you know, I'm sure they would like to, but it takes two to tango. And, you know, maybe Winnipeg just felt uh, they were going to hold on to him for now and see what happens and then maybe move him come the deadline. But, yeah, Mark Shifley or Elias Lindholm, one of those guys would have been absolutely huge for Boston. They didn't get it done. And, you know, now their center depth is hurting going into the year. So, for me, that for sure that's the, my biggest concern. And I think Zaka is a key player going forward for them. By the way, to answer Cora's question, you you act and, and answering it more specifically, you did say two to tango right there. Why didn't they get Shifley? Here's why. Uh, there you don't have a first round pick this year, a second round pick, a third round pick. They didn't have the, the first round pick from 2023, obviously. That was already gone. Their 2025 first round pick could go to Detroit unless it's a top 10. And they don't have a second round pick. Why am I why would I want to even listen to them if I'm the only thing the that we get you to listen to be something like Fabian Lysel. Yeah. And yeah. does Boston really want to get rid of their, like only, I would say he's a blue chip prospect, but would, would they want to get rid of the only blue chip prospect they have when their prospect depth is really lacking? No, you can't. 
and they got this this team's in transition. They're gonna have to figure out what they're gonna be, and they're gonna have to do that quick this year because I don't think they're Stanley Cup contenders. I think we can remove them from this the list of Stanley Cup contending teams, which will get right to this. Uh, one of us is gonna probably say something shocking. So, <laughs> what's your place prediction? I'm gonna go right back to you, Anthony. Um, as I, I kind of, I really do want to say they're gonna drop out of the playoff spot, but I don't have the cojones to really do that right now. Um, but uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say third. I'm gonna say third in the Atlantic. Um, I think, I think Toronto takes one. Um, I think Tampa Bay takes two. Boston three. But even you know, even Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay and Boston have to really start to look behind them because they're getting a little older, you know, cap troubles. And then you have the young teams, you know, upcoming like Buffalo, Ottawa, Detroit, then there's Florida too. So um, that division could be a real dogfight this year. Um, so, but I, I, right now, just because they're the veteran group, what they did last year, you can't just write them off completely. I'm, I'm going to say they hang on and, and take third in the Atlantic, but um, I think it's, I think it's going to be close. I really do. Phil? You wanted something shocking. It's going to come from me. And I, I think... <laughs> I thought it was coming from Anthony. I have no money on Anthony. <laughs> I, I, I think that team is dropping down big time. I, I just don't see how Coyle and Zaka hold up their end uh, and end up being the centers that they need them to be. I just I don't see it. Um, so for, for me... I mean, I, I think that the, the four best teams in that division right now are probably Toronto, Tampa, um, and then I would say maybe Buffalo and uh, Detroit. I think Florida and Boston might be right there. I, I think you're looking at Boston at like six. Now, even though we're not doing way too early uh, playoff predictions, so do you have five teams in the Metro in your head? Me? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I look at I look at Carolina, New Jersey, the Rangers, and then I would say probably the Islanders. The, the, those are probably the four that I could say that would probably make it from there. Okay. And then – by the way, five teams in the Metro, that would really, really hamstring both Boston and Florida. Pit, if Pittsburgh Boston... could make the playoffs. I mean, it, it just – Pittsburgh, a lot of things would have to go right. Crosby and Malcolm would have to stay healthy. Um, and then I'm not really sold on their defense right now, and they are going to have to make a move to get under the cap. So I wonder who goes. Um, I don't think Eric Carlson's going there because I just don't – I don't see how they make that work cap-wise. Yeah, I got to agree with you on that one. And, uh, you know, Phil, you know what? You might have convinced me. Boston misses the playoffs next year. I, I think they're definitely missing the playoffs. <laughs> I, I think it's – I wonder if they finish sixth or not. Wow. All right. Well, because I, th I still think not having any injuries, all it takes is an injury to one of their goaltenders, and you're going to see what, what they're made of. And uh, fortunately, Swayman hasn't had to worry about that last year. Neither did Allmark. But, I mean, when you, when you feel the pressure of the team and you know you have to make your stops, I, I just don't know how they're going to do it. So, all right. 
Well, guys, we're going to have a message from DraftKings. Uh, Philk, are you out of here right now? Uh, uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to take off now because uh, I'm, I'm going to be leaving in a couple of minutes. So, yeah. All right. Well, what? And you just lost it. Apparently, I'm going on a solo show again. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I wish we could have started earlier, but no, it's all right. It's yeah, it's all right. We got. Oh wait, we got Anthony back. Oh, yeah, yeah, got Anthony back. Problems, but yeah, guys, have fun. Um, and do a puck doku. Yes. Uh, hopefully we can get a puck doku, uh, puck doku in there. So not puck doku like Count Dooku, Mark. <laughs> I, I liked it when it was puck doku like Count Dooku. All right. Phil, take it easy. Enjoy AEW. Take it easy. Enjoy. See you guys. All right. Everybody, we're going to have a quick message from DraftKings, and then it's on to Bar Talk. Hockey fans like the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot and an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sports app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Shot. This is the easiest cyber to answer. Let me say beer. I can't even begin to describe. I'm actually going to go crazy. I'm going to buy everybody around on this one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk, where we're gauging our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice of drink. Are you so confident that you're buying everybody around? So, so, I'll just have a beer. Oh, dear God, I'll take a shot. And as usual, we're always sponsored in this block by Drizzly. Why go to the liquor store? Make it a Drizzly night. Have them bring the liquor or beer or wine or whatever to you. So do not worry about that. And, of course, Big Apple Hockey trucker hats are available click the link in the description below anthony i'm gonna start over with the new york rangers and the rangers signed eric carl uh sorry eric gustison i'm still thinking about eric carlson for right now eric gustison in free agency the new york rangers will pencil eric gustison in for 60 games this season uh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be our beloved show if I didn't point out a mark error. You 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 spelt Gustafson's name wrong. Um, it's, it's not a uh, not two U's. Um, <laughs> uh, <coughs> uh, I love you, Mark. Um, yeah, thank God. Yeah. G- g- so sixty games. Uh, I'm gonna go. <coughs> I'm gonna go beer. Um, I'm not. I'm not so sure about Gustafson playing 60 games. Uh, you know, he's he's a guy that's put up 60 points before. Um, he's an offensive defenseman, but other in really every other area of the ice, um, especially defensively in his own zone, he's not the greatest. And when the Rangers have some 
you know, young kids banging on the door. I mean, Zach Jones, I would think, is going to be a regular this year. Um, you know, got Robertson coming up. Uh, I, I, I tend to think Gustafson's not going to be. I mean, six, 60 games. I mean, let's face it, it's almost an everyday player when you play that much. Um, I, I'm going to say he'll play about maybe 40 games. Um, you know, bring him in when you know they 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 maybe they need a spike on the power play or maybe they want some more speed on the back end. Um, but I, I I'm not. I'm not going to say he's going to play 60 games. So I'll go beer. I'll say maybe more along the lines of like 40 or so. I'm going shot. Uh, I don't think he's going to fit here. Uh, you saw it yourself, Anthony, that he was with the New York Islanders a couple of years ago. Never got into preseason. And if, yeah. Only in the preseason. preseason. Never, never got yeah. into a regular season game with them. <clears throat> I think it's just not the right spot for him right now. He's adding Fox insurance. Well, it's it's still there. He was still signed with them, but just never got in. No, no, but, I'm laughing at the I'm laughing at the comments from Andrew and Core about this saying it's still the spelling's still wrong. Oh, uh, well, I went to the wrong. I corrected the wrong one. All right, look, sorry. It, oh, see, that was the one I should have had because I corrected that one. That's the one that was important. Look, to, honestly, to be honest with you. I don't care about the way he spells his name. He ain't gonna be playing that much. It, it, it's sort of like um, the guy from Office Space. Not a, not a, not gonna be working here anymore. So it's if if the Rangers, if he ends up playing seventy games for the Rangers, something horribly went wrong, and that's the best way to say it. Now, can Laviolette get more out of him? Maybe, but you look at his last couple stops: nine games in Toronto, sixty-one in in Washington. Okay, good. Uh, 59 with Chicago and Montreal. Then it was 24 with Pittsburgh. I mean, it, it's either if, if there's a role, they have them. If not, then no. Anthony, let's go to a, a different guy who might be playing a lot more uh, potentially. William DeFore played one game with the New York Islanders last season. Next season, Will DeFore will play 40 games and score 20 points. Um, I'm going to go shot, uh, cause I mean, similar to Gustafson, if, if DeFore plays that wrong, plays that much, um, I mean, something, something went wrong just because the Islanders right now, either their top line, barring any other moves is going to be Lee Horvat, Barzell, second line, Engvall, Nelson, Palmieri, uh, third line, Fashing, Pajot, Wallstrom. So, uh, DeFore is not going to play over any of those guys. So if he's playing 40 games, um, I would say that meant somebody went down or someone was playing horribly that he got in. Um, I actually like Will DeFore a lot. I, I, I think he's, he, he had a really, he had a real good first seat state. I actually disagree. He, he had a real good year, his first year pro in Bridgeport. Um, he showed that he could score at that level too. Um, I, I think this is a guy who has an elite shot, elite release. Um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming in the summertime, he, he probably kept working on his game, specifically his skating. Uh, I think it's way too early to say he's not going to be an NHL player. I think he's very gifted, uh, but I don't think he's playing 40 games for the Islanders next season. So shot. Yeah, I'm going to go shot on this one as well. I, I'm not sure whether or not Lou is convinced that he's going to be up here or be a, a long-term solution. I think eventually you got to let this guy play. And 
Un unlike what I'll what I'll say this for for the Islanders, Anthony. I don't think it horribly goes wrong if he ends up playing a lot, because if he ends up playing a lot, maybe maybe like like one of the, the guys went down and maybe something happened right there. Something happened right there. That's a different story, everybody. Um, it's I, I don't think that's going to be the case necessarily. So uh, so let's kill some time. Let's uh, also. Oh, Anthony's back already. Once again, in the middle of April, uh, whatever, August, who cares? Uh, <laughs> in the middle of August, this is all right. Yeah, Anthony, I don't think it's the end of the world if DeFore ends up playing, um, if one of the guys goes down. Because if they have Oliver Walsh go down, they, they know at least maybe they could slide this kid right in and see if he's going to be doing something. All right. Uh, let's get to some other teams around the league. <laughs> Uh, I did mark down, by the way, State, your comment on who's the sleeper teams in the NHL because uh, we'll get to that one and in the Q&A. Anthony, Luke Hughes scored 27 seconds into overtime of his second game to get his first NHL goal. Luke Hughes will score 50 points this season as a rookie. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say rounds. Um, he, he's a high pedigree, high draft pick. He's got all the tools in his toolbox uh his brother quinn in his first year of vancouver i believe had a 50 something point season i don't see any reason why luke can't do it on a high flying high octane team like the devils round um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go beer on this i think he can i think also it might take a a dougie hamilton injury but i mean two games he already had two points uh his brother huge uh player as far as uh offense goes so i mean there's there's a lot that has to go with that and i think i think he actually you know could be there so we'll go with around on that one. Oh, sorry a, a beer uh gotta like the way luke hughes is coming into form had some uh had some, had some pretty good games at the end i think he got into a couple playoff games as well but you look at what Quinn did his first season, and it, Quinn was huge. Quinn Quinn was fantastic for uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. One of my sleeper keepers. I think I kept him like an 11th round or a 13th round pick. Not as good in his second season. That's a different story. But uh, Tanev losing uh, losing Tanev really did not help him. So. Uh, let's take a look at some of, some of the other comments that we have right over here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, and you know, the funny thing is, you know, his internet was doing pretty well. Yeah. Jay Lewis, by the way, half of those, uh, Eric Gustafson points, no, just one U in his name. Uh, that is, you know, most of them are against the Rangers. I mean, I remember the first year that he was with Chicago, or not the first year, the year he got 59, it was uh, 59 games, 79 games, 60 points. You're like, oh, Star's born. Nope, not the case. All right, moving on right here. Uh, no, 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 that's uh, that's Quinn. Uh, no, which one is on? 
Which one is on Buffalo? Oh, I just lost Anthony. Okay. So I was about to say Quinn Hughes, but that's no, that's Vancouver. All right. Uh, but yeah, half those. Yeah, I, I, I think Lou is sabotaging this entire thing. And state, yes, I try to make sure that I do not make the wrong drinks. It does happen from time to time. So there you go. All right. Uh, going on to this one, Anthony Ross Colton. He uh he was traded to the Colorado Avalanche, and then he signs a four-year, four million dollar AAV deal. Ross Colton will take the next step and filling the shoes of Gabriel Landeskog. Um, shot. He's not filling the shoes of Gabriel Landeskog. Uh, you know, he, he might, he might, you know, take a next step in his development and be a solid player for him a little more than what he gave Tampa Bay, but, um, he's not replacing Gabriel Landeskog. I mean, Landeskog is a captain of Colorado guys capable of scoring 30 goals. Um, it's just that's just not happening. If you would have left out the, the part about Landeskog, my answer is probably different. But um, because that's not the case, that this is an easy shot for me. Well, I mean, part of it is to do with the captaincy, right? That's why you're saying that. Well, no, not just the captaincy. I mean, Landeskog is a you know much better player than Ross Colton, all things considered. So it's not just yeah. Well. Uh, I'm actually, I'm actually going to go, I'm going to go beer on that. I think Landis Gogg's a hell of a better player, but unfortunately I think it's going to be, it's, it's going to be, uh, he's going to be a good net front presence. I think for them, I think he's going to find himself there, especially now that he's got the bump in pay and such. But, uh, this is, um, this is what happens when you have to try to improv on the fly. Uh, the, I, I think he could be a player. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think he's going to fill the role of Gabriel Landeskog. Gabriel Landeskog's a hell of a player. So everybody, by the way, uh, got 20 of you right now watching live. So, uh, who's the sleeper team on, who's the sleeper player on New York Islanders and the New York Rangers? That's a good question. And, let me go with um, Kako and Loft point predictions. Uh, I said on Core Show yesterday. I think give give Kako some room to grow. He's going to score fifty. He broke forty. He's got to figure out ten more points. And first thing you do is, I'm sorry, everybody. You don't resign Vladimir Tarasenko. There's no way. And also, he's not taking under a million. So, and yeah, everybody's predicting the Barkley Goudreau thing. I just don't see it happening. Uh, Lafreniere is a different story as well. Those two guys got to come to camp. And they got to come to camp ready to go. So, um, so right now I'm over here. Uh, yeah, but it, uh, Dave, I don't think I don't think it's going to be that easy to say Holmstrom and Kako are going to be the sleeper guys. I'm not sure if there are sleeper players on each team. I think you know exactly who the players are. Maybe, um, thank you, by the way, Jack Quinn. That's who I was related. I was trying to figure out. 
Um, maybe Holmstrom. Maybe Wallstrom. I just don't. I, I just don't know on that one. Uh, and waiting to see whether or not uh, we're gonna get Anthony back. If not, guys, I think we're just gonna answer questions and then just get out of here. Look, one thing I want to talk about, and I haven't been able to talk about it. By the way, Ottman could be a sleeper. I think he's gonna be on the team. Um. <clears throat> Cooley is a different story. I think Cooley, because of all the fourth line guys, they're going to give him one more year or try to have him figure out how to get in there. Uh, State is actually asking this one. I least predictions. I still think Matthews walks. Do they mess it up? Do they mess with their four, uh, their core four? Yes. I, I think they do. I said on core Python yesterday, I think, I think eventually Austin Matthews is going to stay. And one of the, the, the statements I had to say is just imagine being the GM saying, I traded Austin Matthews. I can't imagine that. That, that, that GM is going to have to live with that forever. Um, let's go back to what Tommy's saying right here. Uh, yeah, first off, that would be major. Let's say he does get Selkie votes. I would love to see Kako just take the bull by the horns because I think right now they're trying to open the door for him. Uh, Tommy's saying Lafreniere and Howden about to make the same salary. I actually threw this one out at you earlier, and the answer is uh, no. Uh, now, at first, I thought you said that Howden was making $3.8 million. Nope, he's making uh, $1.95, I think you said, or $1.9. Uh, no, Lafreniere is definitely going to get uh, two, maybe 2.3. I think, I, I, as I said in the short that I, I put on here, I'd hand him Kako's contract. I'm not, I'm not going to give him a dime more. Uh, we might have Anthony back. Let's hope that it's uh, that got a little bit more right there. Who is the backup this year for the Rangers? Well, you have. Jonathan Quick, but I think it's I think you know what I wouldn't be surprised if it's Dylan Garan. I think they're gonna see what he might have. Now with Jonathan Quick, as as I've made this joke for years, for years, that the the Rangers backup goaltender really is Benoit Lair because they're able to take Benoit Lair and he's able to take any goalie. I mean, wherever they are on the scrap heap and just, you know, make them solid, resurrect their careers. I think the guy's the best goalie coach in the league. If other guys want to tell me Mitch Korn over his years, Sean Burke is coming up as a great goaltending coach. Uh, look at what he was able to do with Aiden Hill. He got Aiden Hill to win the Stanley Cup, Sean Burke. So what I believe was the, I, I, I believe he's the one in Vegas. I gotta double check that. Um, Anthony put this one back up. I still think Austin Matthews stays as a Maple Leaf. What I do think is William Nylander is going to, is going to go. I, if he thinks he's a $10 million player, absolutely. You are somewhere else. And then we'll see how great that goes. Um, here's the thing state. I have to say this and Halak's already, um, they already signed Jonathan quick. So Halak is gone. 
But not that I didn't like Halak. I thought he came on as the year went on. But I, I do have to say this. The um again, Benoit Laird did wonders for him. Like a lot of good things. He was fine. He wasn't great. But the thing you have to consider with Ben uh, with um Ben still thinking Benoit Laird, uh Yaroslav Halak right now is that he's got a he's gonna turn 38 or 39, I think, soon enough. And you hit that line of demarcation and everything just goes downhill as far as the NHL goes. Uh, look at look at anybody in the 2003 draft that's still around right now. Look at Corey Perry, who hit that really about four years ago. Uh, he went downhill. So, And yeah, State, as you're saying right there, who's going to sign him at $10 million? I have no idea. Uh, Tommy's saying, I don't see what change is for Lafreniere here. Still relegated to the third line. If you want to tell me, Kreider slides down to third line, that's fine. But that's Mika's BFF. We all want Loft to shine, but how? The answer is exactly how you just outlined it. You got to make it three lines. You got to use a top nine and not a top six. And uh, the Rangers have done that before. Hell, the the, the mid-2010 uh, Rangers, they were all there. Do the Rangers let Igor walk or trade him for not much value within the next two seasons before he becomes a UFA or do they lock him off long term? Who replaces Igor? This is a tough question, Jay, and it's a good one. And the reason um, the reason why oh, I am I'm going to be all over that question in a second and where I've life. But the reason why it's a tough question is. When you're asked the question do you need an elite goaltender to win in this league? And truth is, Sisterkin is, he's, if he's, my money is the best goalie in the league. I, I wouldn't mind if Anthony said Ilya Sorokin. Right now, the reigning champ is Linus Allmark. We're, we're all expecting a huge drop off from where he was. I, I have to look at this and I have to think that, yes, you still need a, an elite goaltender. And if that's the case, I think the best thing that the best thing that the Rangers are going to do, and I'm going to put it right here, um, is that the Rangers are going to give him Ilya Sorokin's contract. And that's the great part about having comparable contracts. I made the joke when the Rangers signed Kevin Shattenkirk. They renegotiated Ryan McDonough already. Ryan McDonough only made about a couple hundred thousand dollars more than uh, than uh, Kevin Shattenkirk did, but I and I understand you could possibly get now. Here's the one thing I'll disagree with: Are you not going to get much for him? I think people are going to line up. I also think this is a situation where there's not really a place for him to go. He wants to be here, and I don't think that there's some place screaming his name. And especially now that his his BFF is locked up, he might. It might be eight more years of Igor. I, I got to say this one. I how uh, anywhere for life is saying how realistic is the Mitch Marner rumor to the Rangers? Hearing Hedel, Kako, and Lingren for Marner, I would also say there is no way that's happening. None. I mean, I would love to know where that rumor came out. But is this a, a Larry Brooks BS rumor for for the summer? He just needs to write about something. 
Uh, I have not heard any trade talk when it comes to Mitch Marner. And if, if I'm Bradshaw living, I hang up the phone on that. And you guys know what I think of Kako and Heedle and Lingren. And I wouldn't even bother with listening to that. Uh, no, absolutely. That's, that's just not going to happen. Um, yeah. Uh, Rich Rodden is saying, well, he thinks that it, that is rotten. There we go. <laughs> Igor sucks at face-offs. He never wins any. <laughs> and from our resident goaltender, Dave, he's saying, I'm sure Grand is very good, but he's not Igor. Uh, you don't let an elite goalie um, get in there. And hold on. I think I have Anthony back. All right. And we'll try to motor through this. I, uh, I think Grand is very good, but he's not an elite goaltender. Yeah, we're going to get – yeah, uh, DP, I would have to say that's definitely clickbait. I, I don't – see, this is one thing. We'll address rumors on this channel. I don't want this to be a rumor mill channel. I don't want this to be like one of those channels that you're going to see. I, I would – news and opinion, that's what it is. If it's, if it's just total brain-dead rumors, I've seen some things that I just went, you got to be kidding me. That they Maple, actually made a video about this. The Maple Leafs, the, the Maple Leafs are moving Mitch Marner. If anything, they move William Nylander, but definitely not moving Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner is not going anywhere. I, I, I would be shocked if they if they moved Mitch Marner. And if they move yeah. if they moved Mitch Marner, they would move him for you know more sure things. They wouldn't move him for huge question marks and Kako and uh, and you know laugh or whatever it was you know honestly a marner for if they were going to move mitch marner a trade that would make sense um and this would never happen but it would be like mitch marner for like kel mccarr like that's the type of player you move mitch marner for like an elite defenseman you don't move mitch marner for anything less than that yeah well anthony i know it's gonna sound like a retread for us because we're gonna get right into uh the bruins right now but Bruins had – they set the record most points in, in a season last year. The Bruins are going to get bumped out of the top three in the Atlantic. So based on what I said earlier, I, I think they maintain third in the Atlantic. Um, listen, they, they they burnt me last year when I said, you know, at the beginning of the year they had all these guys hurt and it was going to be hard for them. They may miss the playoffs. They proved me wrong. Um, <laughs> so, I, um, you know, I'm going to say – I'm going to say – beer on this but i think they at the you know they hold on to at least third in the atlantic um i hope i'm wrong because i really don't like them very much but uh, <laughs> right now i'm gonna stay there they're gonna finish third in the Atlantic. i just think i just think while ottawa and detroit have taken strides buffalo i still think there are all three of those teams are still a little raw um you know i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of high expectations for devon levy and buffalo um, but he's still at the end of the day, young goalie. I don't you know who knows how he's going to handle being the number one guy uh, in his first year. Um, so just things like that. I, I think Boston's a veteran team. They still have good pieces. Um, so I say they finish third. I'm not sure if the Bruins are going to be the team version of uh, uh, Jonathan Huberdeau because he went from 100 and what 112 to like 55 points last year. Uh, I don't know if the Bruins are going to do that. They're going to, they, Jim Montgomery's got his work cut out for him. 
that's for shit sure. And I don't know whether or not they're going to have enough on this roster to be a top three team. I got to go beer on this one as well, because exactly that, Anthony, it's, um, I just, uh, they, they got a lot of nothing on this team. I just don't know how it's going to be like, and, and that's, and that's saying something. They got a guy that scored 61 goals and I'm going, I don't know what the hell they're going to do. How do you get on the, who gets on the puck? I mean, Pasta's a great player, but I don't know about that. And speaking about which, Anthony, the team that finished in second place last year and many times behind the Bruins with 111 points, the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs are the favorite to win the Atlantic Division. I'm going to go round. Um, you know, I, I like what they did with with t- adding Tyler Bertuzzi and Max Domi, not to mention they added John Klingberg. Um, you know, Ilya Samsonov is going to be the number one goalie next year. He has his arbitration hearing, uh, on the 21st. So, um, you know, I think they're going to, they're going to kind of meet in the middle before arbitration, I would think. And, and because he filed for arbitration, they have the second buyout window. So, um, they're likely just going to put Jake Muzzin on LTIR, buy out Matt Murray, um, and they'll be good with the cap, um. Again, as much as I would like to see a William Nylander trade, they don't. I, they don't have to trade him this offseason. Um, although going forward, like paying Austin Matthews north of thirteen million and Nylander ten million, I don't know if it's doable for him when Tavares and Marner both make over eleven. So, um, nonetheless, I think they're going to have the majority of their team back. Well, frankly, all of it. Um, and I think it's their division to lose right now. So, uh, round. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with round as well. I think they are the favorite. Now, how are they gonna react to being the favorite is a better question. Because after all, they were supposed to beat Florida, right? Remember we won Florida chance? Well, not so much now. Uh I I think their goaltending still scares me. I mean Matt Murray and Nett, I I just I don't I don't see much success with that. And you gotta hope Ilya Samsonov uh brings back a hold on, let's get it. Uh in 40 games played, he had a 2.33 goals against and a 919 save percentage. He had 27 wins. Hey, good for you. I I I don't know if Joseph Wall's ready yet. Uh no. No, but yeah. I mean, Sam Sonoff's not, he's not bad though. That's the thing. He, he's, he's, I, th- I would say he's average to maybe a little above average. Uh, but, you know, he's good enough to, to, to get them where they have to go in the regular season. It comes playoff time. Um, so it's, but they got to get him signed because he's their best option going into next season. There's no doubt about that. All right. Um, Moving on to the next one. So going from one coast to the other, uh, the LA Kings finished third in the Pacific, 104 points. And they made a lot of additions, including Pierre-Luc Dubois. Because, I mean, thank God they finally got Pierre-Luc Dubois because I'm tired of hearing about all, all his trade rumors. The Los Angeles Kings will win the Pacific Division. I see to you, Mr. LaRocco. Um. Round. Nah, 
No, no, actually, I take that back. Uh, beer. Uh, I still think you got to give the defending your champs, the Golden Knights, obviously, the, you know, the, the little bit of favoritism right there just because they won the cup. Uh, the Oilers, too, you can't count out. So I think it's going to be close. I think, you know, like last season, honestly, I think these three, these three teams are going to be maybe separated by, you know, maybe four points from, from one to three. Um, I could see any of them winning it, but right now I'm, I'm going to say, despite adding PLD, Vegas is probably my favorite to win that division still. I'm going to go shot. I'm going to do the, ah. I'm going to say shot on this. I'm sorry. They, you got, you got Phoenix Copley, Cam Talbot and David Riddich for your goaltenders. You are not winning that division. And it, and that is that simple. There is just no way that's happening. I don't but know. I, 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 but you think that they're, they're going to have good enough goaltending in order to do that? I just don't – I don't see it. I, I There's – Phoenix Copley came out of nowhere to do, to do something. I mean, there's still this belief with people that Cam Talbot is the same guy that got a Vesna Trophy vote in 2015, Anthony. No, he's absolutely, absolutely not. And I think it's no, I, I, I don't see it. Edmonton's better. Vegas is better. And while we're at it, you know, uh, no, not Calgary. That's not there. I don't know. No, we'll just go with those two. Those two are better. All right. We're nearing the end of this, guys. I have to talk about this. And then we got to talk about an uncomfortable situation in Arizona. But, Anthony, the NBA announces a midseason tournament for the NBA Cup next year. The NHL should do a similar midseason tournament to the NBA. I mean, I, I would like to see summer hockey, um, but I don't, I don't think the Players Association would go for it. I mean, these guys put their bodies through the grind during the regular season. It's not like basketball where there's not much physical, you know, contact toll on your body. Hockey players – you know, like you said, they, they really go through the ringer um, from October to April. And if you play further in the playoffs and, you know, case teams that go to the finals win the cup June. Um, so as much as I would love to see it, I don't I don't see any way how they how they make that work. Um, you know, he's gone to saying, the you know, the beauty league that, you know, takes place in Minnesota. Uh, you know, that a lot of NHL players play in that. But. Other than that, I don't really, I don't really see the NHL doing a anything similar to what the NBA is doing there. This is a midseason tournament, so it's not even that. They shut down for the Olympics occasionally. This is a, I, this is the shot of all shots. Leave the bottle for me, because Anthony, there is no. Th- what are you playing for? Oh, you said midseason. I thought you did say summer. Then you say yeah, summer? not summer, midseason. Oh well, it's still it's still a shot as well. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Either way, for me. Yeah, I mean, no, absolutely not. This this is something that's ridiculous. Like, what are you exactly doing? I, I would love to know that. Are you taking away more games from fans that want to go see a, a star player? Like, if Connor McDavid is coming to town, and now this is in this ridiculous tournament or whatever the hell this is going to be. Like I still, I don't understand this. It's supposed to be the brainchild of of Adam Silver. I almost called him David Silver. I really could care less about his name. I think he's one of the worst commissioners in all sports, and that's saying something. But it's just this. 
if the NH, if, if you're an NHL player, you dream of winning two things in your career. Gold or, medals. Or, if, no, let me let me correct it. If you're a hockey player, you dream of two things that you want to win in your career: the Stanley Cup and the Olympic gold medal. Mm-hmm. If you get the uh, World Cup gold medal, fine, that's good. If you win an IHF gold medal, some guys are happy with that. If you get like. Uh, let's say the Calder cup or something like that. You're really happy with that because that's also supposed to be your progression or the ultimate thing a minor leaguer could do, but absolutely not. Who Mm -hmm. the hell wants the NBA cup? And if guys want to tell me this is going to be something that motivates them, they're they're, they're going to have guys sitting out games for this. The NHL doesn't need that stuff. You play to win the Stanley cup. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, 82 regular season games and then four rounds of playoffs. That's what you have to do. Nobody's dreaming about this. So, last one, Alex Gelchenyuk releases a letter apologizing for his incident with police, and he enters the substance abuse program, the NHL substance abuse program. Alex Gelchenyuk's played his final, his, Alex Gelchenyuk has played his last game in the NHL. Hmm. I want to say round, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a beer. Um, that's because you never know. I mean, he what he said. You know, I mean, he said some pretty despicable things to the police officer about you know basically you know ending his whole ending his whole family. Um, which you know I gotta give kudos to that police officer. There's certain things you say that's kind of off limits, and I know. You know, they have to deal with this stuff on a daily basis and keep their emotions in check. But, um, you know, if, if someone, if I was a police officer and someone said to me what Galchunyuk said about, you know, my family, kids, I, I probably, I probably would have been recorded on pe- many people's phones and been in the news because I probably just would have, <laughs> it just went to town on them. Because, um, like I said, those are some pretty despicable things that he said. So, I mean, nonetheless, he was intoxicated, not making an excuse for him. Um, but I, I think some teams will probably look at the situation, you know, say that obviously he he's, he had a problem. He was he wasn't in the right state of mind. Um, and then the fact that he's taken the steps to get better, as long as he comes out of it and shows that you know he could be a, a good human being um, off the ice uh, and still you know make them believe that he could be productive on the ice. I think there might be a team that gives him a chance. So I'm not going to say shot because I, I can't say. Can you know with conviction that he's done because of this? I mean, there are players who have committed more heinous crimes and, and come back and played. So I mean, these were just words that were exchanged. So um, I'll say beer. And for anybody that read the banner below, you know the Mark messed up sign is right there. Uh, as I said yesterday, Anthony, that there's no Anthony messed up or Philk messed up. Even if you guys make mistakes, the the one that gets called out still <laughs> was me. Uh, the, I, I have to go beer with this for multiple reasons. And as much as it would infuriate me, and I hope the officer whose uh, face he got in front of wasn't my brother, for instance, but, um, I, I do have to say first things first for Alex Galchenyuk, he's entering the substance abuse program. If that's an excuse, I'm not using that as an, he shouldn't use that as an excuse. It didn't seem like that in his letter. Get help get yourself fixed you're not the worst moment of your life that's that's one thing i could say and i don't know what happened to him that night we can all figure that out as much as i might be infuriated with this 
However, the second part of it is he is in this, he's entering the substance abuse program. And then now that's a union matter. And if a lot of guys are going, uh, Hey, you got to get this or a lot of owners, let's say, let's say a lot of owners and a lot of GMs, you got to get this guy out of the league, which blackball him. Uh, he shouldn't be in the league. The players can look at that and say, what if that's me the next time? And what if I don't say something nearly as bad and people want or want to call from my head? He's going to be back in the league. He's been a journeyman his entire career. I do caution him with this, that the every single day there's somebody else waiting to take his job. And he's he's already on organization number nine. Uh, he is, it, I, I think he might challenge Mike Sillinger who played for 12 teams, but uh, I don't, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to happen, Anthony. I think he's going to be just, um, I, 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 I don't as a, as a GM, I'm not confident on this right now. And also another thing is maybe now we know why he's been on different teams so often in his career, but hopefully he seeks help and hopefully he gets himself better. Uh, Cause that's all really you can hope for. All right, guys, that's the end of Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk, where we're gauging our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice of drink. And thank you very much for joining with us and sticking with us through all the technical problems. After all, I've had this man on screen with me for 20 minutes uninterrupted so far. So thank God. Hopefully we can finally put all these problems behind us. By the way, Mark, uh, Galchenyuk's played for seven, te- for seven teams. Right, but he's with Arizona now the second time. So yeah, yeah, that's that's why I counted them. I mean, okay. I figured it would be that. Hey, Anthony, you know what? We were able to do this last week. Why not kill a few minutes with you? And let's do a puck Dooku. Puck Dooku. Sorry, I'm still thinking Count Dooku from uh, Star Wars. So <laughs> uh, let me, let me get that shared right now. All right, guys, if you haven't played this before, here's here's a grid for uh, for our stream. We're going to play a weekly Puck Doku. And, Anthony, let me start with you. Who is an Islander and an Anaheim Duck? Uh, Marc-Andre Bergeron. Ooh, who do you think is going to be the better answer, that or Troy Loney? Um, let's go with Mark Andre Bergeron. Probably Berger. I would say Bergeron over Troy right. Loney. Well, 0.8%. Wow, that's a good one, Anthony. Okay, yeah. New York Islander and Minnesota Wild. Uh, so if you want to go like if you want to go like easy, kind of right off the bat, like Mark Powers, Zach Parise, but how about? How about Cliff Ronning? If you want to try to get uniqueness, Cliff unique Ronning. Points. I forgot he played for the Islanders. Yep. Oh my goodness, Cliff Ronning. Here we go, and boom, right there, point two percent. By the way, I, I don't think Ty Ronning is still in the Rangers organization. Played for five teams in his career and included the New York Islanders. Uh so again. Um, you could do. Well, should we go back Mike, to Mike Sillinger? 
You could do you could do Mike Sillinger. I did Michael Grabner. Michael Grabner, that's a good one. So yeah, let's get him in there. All right, Michael Grabner, three percent. All right, there we go. All right, Anthony, an Anaheim Duck and a Nashville Predator. First one that comes to mind is Paul Correa. Yes, uh, I will spoil this. That was a very high percentage. Yeah, it was like 45%. Yeah. Yeah. So let's think of another one. Another um, one. All right. Another uh, one. Hold on. But let's, and... let's, let's, skip, let's skip along to this one. How about uh, National Predator and uh, Minnesota Wild? So you know who came to you know who came to mind the first time I did this, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, how do you even?" Sergey Krivokrasov. Wow, how do you remember yeah. Sergey Krivokrasov? I remember he played in the All Star game, I think, in nineteen in nineteen ninety nine. Wow, 05 percent, Anthony. That is amazing. Yeah. Um. I still want to think of a better predator and duck, but uh, we'll get to that one in a minute. Um, so, okay. Played for five teams. I know Nino Niederreiter is on here. We could use him. Are you talk- played are you, for which, five you, teams, including Nashville. Who are you talking about? Which which one are you to- uh, doing right now? Right here. You could put him right here for oh, I did, Nino Niederreiter I did, right here. I did Mike Sillinger for that one. Mike Sillinger. Let's see if I see, but he's, I think he's a popular answer. I did Mike Sillinger for the Islanders earlier. All right. So we'll go with this one. Uh, 6%. Yeah. Not a lot of people remember him with the Nashville predators. Okay. So Jason, let's go. Jason to... Arnott would have been a good one too. Jason Arnott would have been a good one. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, I'm going to go into NHL 94 and remember this guy. Uh, this was a guy that I had in here. It was Terry Yake for St. That's Louis a and Anaheim. That's a good so, one. I, I went with uh, Eric Brewer. Eric Brewer is a good one. Yep. Eric Brewer we, is a good he one. Same, he had actually the same percent as uh, Yake, 0.4. Wow, okay. <laughs> See, you know what? I think I would, I would think of Eric Brewer as uh, – a blue and a um a blue and an oiler. That's what I would think of Eric Brewer as. Not even as a New York Islander, a blue and an oiler. So yeah. Okay. you could have used Eric Brewer for the Islanders too, but you know, Mark Andre Bergeron, that's a hell of a one. All right. Now I used Ryan Reeves on this earlier. It's 46%. We need a uh a St. Louis Blue and a Minnesota Wild player. So may may he rest in peace, but I went with Pavel Dimitra. Oh, yeah. Uh, there he is. Yeah, unfortunately, that plane crashed years ago. 8% on that one. Yep. All right. So we have two left. We have... um. Uh, I went with Chris Pronger right here. Played for five I, teams. That, that was probably a high percentage. Uh, I eight, went with eight percent. I went with Craig Janney. You know what? I wanted to go with Craig Janney so much. <laughs> I want to see this percentage. 
Oh, yes. Point two. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, Anthony, because the reason why I have to laugh about this was I kept saying uh, I did this when I was at my golf outing. Um, Jay, Jay's I- throwing out some good ones. Mike Van Ryan. That's a good one, too. Mike Van Ryan for the Blues. How about that one? All right. Um, State of Survival. This is puckdoku.com. See the uh, the thing up there in the top corner. That's how you, you can get that one. All right. I want to figure out one more one one better for Nashville and the Ducks, Anthony. There was there's definitely a guy we're missing. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, <clears throat> Martin Martin Erat never played for the Ducks. I, I I thought about that just now, but then I realized he didn't play for Anaheim. Um, trying to think of those early year Predators, like a, just kind of like a, a random name that would be a good one. Uh, yeah. Like and, and we're trying to do this all by memory, everybody. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not into like trying to Google and cheat. Um, try to rack the brain here. I mean, I'll uh, I'll Google if I want to like double check if I want to be like, no, hey, that player played for that, and then they ended up not. Oh, David saying Dan Ellis. You know, I wanted to say Dan Ellis. I wanted to say Dan Ellis. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's a good one. When did he play for Anaheim? I, 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 he, he was he was going to be one of my guesses, but I can't remember him playing for Anaheim. Hmm. Uh, it did happen though. You want to go for Dan Ellis? Chris T saying did Yannick Perot ever play for the Ducks? Yannick Perot. Let's check that one real quick. Uh, there's definitely a name we're missing, guys. That's the only reason why we're holding up on this. Um, we love doing these puck dokus. Um, oh. Yannick Perot, there he is. Oh, of course, I hit Yanni Gord. Uh, <laughs> Yannick Perot, that's going to be a name mentioned a lot in the next few years. Yannick Perot never played for the Anaheim Ducks, did play for Nashville only one year. Um, there's a guy we're missing, Anthony. The guy we're missing, I know it. And it's not Paul Korea. Obviously, we could get Paul Korea. That's 46%. We're trying not to do that one. I'm tempted to all right. You know what? Let's just wrap this up. Let's see, let's see who else we could get on there. But uh we're gonna we'll throw in there Dan Ellis. Dan uh, Ellis for two percent. That gives us a uniqueness score of 19%. Yeah, that's good. Oh, man. All right. Now, I love throwing out Troy Loney for a lot of these because Troy Loney was a guy who... And, Mark, I have a... Let's... um Hold on. Bear with me. <clears throat> if you're, you're better. You're better with me. You're better than me. with So, let's do, let's do another one. Let's do another one. Let's just—they're fun. You can only do one a day. No, no. Here's the trick: open up, go, open up a private browser, like you know, private browser. Oh, okay. Private browser. You could do it as many times because it doesn't store the 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 info. All right. Uh, the one I'm using right now is Surfshark. Wait, private browser or VPN or VPN? Uh, Anthony went over there. All right, let's uh, let's get in there. So 
log in. And of course, my VPN isn't isn't up there. So, how do you do a private browser? I mean, I know how to do it. I know how to do it, like on Safari. Like you, you, you know, when you open up Safari, you just you you hit like the bottom page button, and when at the bottom where it says like the amount of tabs, you select it, and then there's the right, I'm gonna five underneath. All right, I'm gonna try one real quick. Right now it's 7:49. Everybody, um, new incognito window. Yep. Let's try this one. All right, so we got. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a high noon tequila seltzer too while we do this last one. Because why not? Ooh. I Here didn't. Go I, on you that. know what? How about that? I thought, I thought high noon only made the vodka ones, and then the other day I saw the tequila one. I'm like, let me try it. Yeah, they just started doing that um, on there. Let me exit out of that. Okay, so we got a brand new one. Uh, so let's go with this. Now, by the way, this was my Ducks one. I keep going back to Troy Loney because after all, he was the first player to ever play for the Rangers and the Islanders in the same year. 3%. Okay. Anthony? What other names can we throw out here? Let's see. All right. <clears throat> uh, yes. Gun to I I actually like it better than the vodka ones, to be honest with you. <clears throat> um all right, what are we doing here? The wild islanders? Yeah, we'll do wild islanders. All right, let's try not to do let's try not to do Parish of Parise because I mentioned them before. Um, Someone else mentioned Clutterbuck in the comments on the first one, so let's let's act, let's ax him too here. Let's really challenge ourselves. Um, okay. All right. So no Clutterbuck, no Parise, and there's ne there's Nita Rider too, but uh, let's see. Riveting t riveting streaming right now. <laughs> yes, yeah, good. Uh, I know I this see Richard good, Park actually. there. I know I know I know we could use Richard Park. I just want to. Try to see if Richard Park's a great one. Yeah, Richard Park is a good one. Um, I'd be shocked if Richard Park is over five percent. Got one. Who do you got? Dwayne Rollison. By the way, I forgot his name yesterday. DW. DW, not DU. Um, there he is. Because we were talking about um two percent, Anthony. Good call. Now, we were talking yesterday about um, uh, goaltenders traded at the deadline, and I was like, the last one that really made a difference was Dwayne Rollison. Got uh, the Oilers to a Stanley Cup final. I actually thought it was Wade Flaherty or Wade Dublitz for a minute. I yeah. forgot completely who the hell it was. <laughs> That's how in insignificant Dwayne Rollison's been. All right. Five-plus teams in their NHL career, and they played on the New York Islanders at one point. Uh, I don't think it's Mark Bergevin. I don't think he played for enough teams. Um, the Islanders? Yeah, for the Islanders. Uh, uh, Steve Thomas, did he play for five teams? He played for the Maple Leafs, the Blackhawks. The, the Devils. Uh, you could also go... Uh, you could also do Jason Weimer. Jason Weimer is an obscure one. Ooh, Jason Weimer. Yeah, because Mike Sillinger is always a good one. Uh, let me just get you that percentage on Mike Sillinger because that's what I the one I threw out. 
but a lot of people know this. He's at 13%. Let's go with Jason Weimer. Let's see how he does. Um, got to be point. I would say it's got to be less. I, I think it's IE. Yeah, he's right there. 2006. Well, zero. Oh, zero. Oh, point nice. zero. <laughs> I'm not sure was... Jason Weimer used his name right there. I was thinking of I was thinking of like those early, you know, 2000, 2001 Islander teams there. All right. Now, Anthony, I got to ask this question. Now, obviously I can't use Terry Yake again. But mm-hmm. what do you think the percentage is for Paul Correa for Ducks and Blues? Oh, Ducks. I used him for Predators and Ducks. I didn't do uh probably probably the same, like 45, 50%. Yeah, 45. All right. And everybody, make but, sure you're um, texting in a lot of the guys. I, I love Richard Park. I thought that was a great one. Uh, yeah, we're going to skip Dan Ellis. We're not going to reuse him. Jason Arnett, though, for – he never played for the Wild, though, but he played for the Blues, right? Uh, Arnett, played, Arnett played for Dallas, Jersey. Um, sorry, Dallas, Jersey, Edmonton. Uh, definitely uh, Nashville. I got a, I got a good one for, I got, a, I think I got a good one for Nashville. Might remember Greg Johnson. Yes. I'm pretty sure. I, I the only thing is I, I pretty sure he played for five teams, but we might, I mean, if you want to check it first, I'll check it at first. Cause uh, first we'll do Greg Johnson, Greg. Yeah, Greg. Greg Johnson played for four teams. Chicago, ah. Detroit, Pittsburgh, and Nashville. And one short. Uh, I was close. <clears throat> Jason Arnett played for five teams. Six teams, actually. And you know what? One of them was the St. Louis Blues. What? Let's use Jason. Let's use Jason Arnett then for. Let's use Jason Arnett. Who'd have thought a guy could score a Stanley Cup winning goal? And a lot of people probably forgot all about him. Seven percent. We, right. we have a guy with we have a guy with Weimer there. Zero percent. We might be able to get our uniqueness score lower than nineteen on this one, depending. We on get how it we, lower than nineteen. Depending Anthony, on how that's... we go the rest of the time. All right. Yeah. I mean, Kerry, for the Predators and for the Predators and Wild, my Kreva Krasoff was pretty low at point two, so it's gonna be hard to beat that one. Um, but let's just see here. Uh, Predators and the Wilds. Predators and the Wild. God, that's you broke out Sergey Kreva Krasoff. I can't believe that. <laughs> that had to be that. I mean, again, that's one of those that I'm not sure if he remembers. I got a good one. Check it. I know Vladimir Vladimir Orsog, former Islander. Um, I know he played for the Predators. Did he play for the Wild? Vladimir Nashville Orsog. and the Islanders. But you know what, Anthony? You still get him for the hero. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, you still get the Islander one. And what? What? He played for the Islanders for three years. Didn't he play for the Predators too? Yeah, Nashville, oh, two hundred thirty-nine is... games. I, I call, I call. 
I call um, uh, bullshit here. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta go right on there with um. Yeah, I, I almost want to spend another one. It, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me. That's weird. I'm pretty sure he. I thought he played for Nashville. He did. He put. I'm looking at his hockey DB right now, or his hockey. Um, sorry, his hockey reference channel. He he played 34 games with the Islanders and 239 games with the Predators, scoring 105 points. And you know what's even funnier, Anthony? Watch this one. Vladimir Orsog. Hold on. They're not giving him. Oh, you dumbass. <laughs> Everybody sees it, right? Oh, wait. He, Andrew's saying that's Nashville Anaheim, not Nashville Islanders. Yeah, I know. I know. That's what I said. I realized what I did. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, let me fix this real quick, everybody. We'll do... We'll 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 just continue right where we left off. Do one. We're gonna finish this one. And get oh, these guys well, on re, there. re like re refresh the page because now you only have three shots left. And not gonna be able to complete it. Yeah. So just remember, remember X X out of it. Remember who we already did, and then go back in, and we'll. <laughs> Everybody, thanks for thanks for dealing with me on that one. New incognito window. So this isn't the one that I'm going to put on Twitter, though, but. Okay. And now that I looked, uh, Orsag, we wouldn't have been able to use him for the Wild because uh, he did not play for the Wild. So I was They didn't play for the Wild. I got excited and. Yeah, um... Nashville. <clears throat> I can't believe there's still Jason Weimer. Uh-uh. All right, and I forgot who was the guy I used right here. Bring the screen up. No one else can see it. Oh, Jason Ornett. Where's All the right. screen? I got it. I got it. It's coming. All right, guys, we're going to finish this one. <laughs> Fuck the coup. Here we go. All right, and we'll finish this one. We got the five left. All right, we're going we're gonna to chalk that one off to user error, everybody, because... Who'd have thought I messed up? And uh, yeah, we're gonna have to get out of here soon enough. Um, Yak Pro on the Ducks. Uh, yeah, Christy, I understand it's, but I, I wonder about Paul Korea to to St. Louis because not all people remember him for that. Korea, by the way, played on. Uh, right. Let's see, St. Louis, Nashville, Mark, and I, Anaheim, and Colorado. I think I got an obscure good one for the Predators in the wild. Who do you got? Adam Hall. Mm. Adam Hall. God, I remember the I remember the week he played for the Rangers. <laughs> Come on, give it to All me. Right. Adam Hall. All Let's right. See. So this time I actually got it in the right column. Adam Hall, good nice. one. All right. Um It's definitely like some some of the guys were missing. All right. So a duck and a predator. All right, back to duck and a predator. Um 
Let's see. Duck and a Predator. I mean, also, Ducks and Blues, you could go Chris Pronger, but... Yeah, but that's going to... That... That's going to be too uh, high. Ducks and Predator. Ducks and predator. There's definitely a, I mean, I can't say Nashville with Curtis Joseph because he never played a game for them. And I think Mike Richter's the one they drafted anyway in the expansion draft. Um, did did Guy Bear, the one of the original goalies for the Ducks, did Guy Bear ever play for the Predators? I don't believe he did. Let's just double check there. Uh, Guy Bear. And oh, all right. I just got a good one, as Dave said it to me. JJ Daniel. But we, but that's for Nashville. Oh, Nashville and Anaheim. All right, yeah. Nashville Anaheim. <clears throat> that's a good one. Yeah, that's got to be a pretty low percentage. That's got to be ultra low percentage. And point zero six. All right, let's get back to where that was. Guy Bear and my internet stalled for a second. Why? What's going on with that one? Right. What? Well, it doesn't matter now because we chose Daniel. But yeah. Why is Gia Barracot not coming up? G U Y. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, I know he played for the Rangers and the Ducks, and I think the St. Louis Blues. So. Anyway, let's think of another one. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, because I put I had an extra letter. He, he, in there. It doesn't matter. He, he never played for Nashville. I looked it up. No, uh, no. He so only played for the Blues, Blues and the Ducks. So the Blues and the Ducks. Uh... Actually, by the way, what do you think about the number right here? What? Think he'd be pretty obscure? Who? Bear. Why are you still talking about him? He didn't, he didn't, it's, it's not right. But he played for the Ducks and the Blues. No, he, he played for the Blues? Yeah, two, no. for the first two years of his career. Oh, yeah. All right. So that, that All might. Right. 1%. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, I actually knew that offhand, by the way. Um, blues and that one instead of the other one. All right. Let's get uh, these next two and then we'll figure out from there. Blues and Wild? Blues, Blues. And the Wild. Blues and um, Wild. Blues and Wild. Um, Cam Talbot never played for the Blues. Um, Eric, did Eric Weinrich ever play for the Wild? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I don't know. When I was trying to think of obscure players, it was the first. No, he did not. No, he didn't. All right. All right. Uh... Let's see. Uh... 
All right, let's go. We'll go back to the comment section. We'll see what we got right here. Uh, Danny Heatley did not play for the Blues, unfortunately. State. Uh, oh, Control Shift N. Oh, Mike. By the way, Mike, thank you. Oh, that Jason, was from Atlanta. That's on yeah. Jason Mark? York. I forgot all about Jason York. I think Jason, yeah, Jason York was in NHL 94. So, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Mark. Jay saying we can use step. This is a good one. Stefan Veyu for the for the Wild and the Blues. By the way, everybody, sorry. I got the StreamYard one right here. So I'm I've been all over the place. Stefan Veyu. All right. Uh how do I spell that? There you go. There you go. Let's let's see this one. Incorrect. Oh, he let us. Jay, uh, Jay steered us down down the uh, path of of wrong. <laughs> I got click this one. <laughs> hmm. I click this one. All right. Oh, hold on. Let me just double check. Uh. Stefan Vayu and Stefan Vayu. He nope, never played for Minnesota. Uh, sorry, never played for anybody but the Devils in Tampa Bay, Minnesota his entire time. Oof. All right. You know, but it's funny. It almost it actually it sounded right though when I saw it. So it, it did sound I mean, so right. I I because the name. Oh, he played for the Wild. So that's why I was like... Um, All right, let's finish this one. Um, played for five teams in his career. Including the Blues. Jeff Cortnall? Or Ru- Ru- Russ Cortnall? I think Maybe. Jeff played for them too in 95. Uh, Jeff played for Vancouver... All right, let's go with the Courtnall. Well, I'm gonna put in Courtnall, and we'll oh, I know Russ. One. Russ never played oh, for Russ? it's Jeff. Yeah, Russ never played for St. Louis. It's Jeff. Jeff Courtnall is correct, and our uniqueness of 110 could have been a little bit better. I mean, James Neal has always been there. David Perron's always a good one. Uh, these are some of the popular answers. Wow. And I still never went back to Ryan Suter. I forgot all about Sean Hill. Or, St. Louis, uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Hal Gill's another one that I got to think about. He's been everywhere, and he was on Nashville for years. Chris Pronger, 27% right there. All right. So we're going to X out of that. Guys, it is 8.08 right now. Uh, I'm going to start... Oh, you know what? Jay Lewis, that was a good one. Nick Benino. Steve Thomas. All right. Steve Thomas was for five teams. Uh, let, me, let me get the, the Chrome back up over here. And there we go. Does Steve Thomas play for the Florida Panthers? 
Steve Thomas played for one more team. I'm missing it. Pissing me Ducks. Off. Oh, Blackhawks. no. Red Wings. Yeah, he played for the Blackhawks, Ducks, Maple Leafs, Islanders. He played for, yeah, Blackhawks, Ducks, uh, Blackhawks, Leafs, Islanders, Ducks, uh, Devils, and Detroit. So there you go. Six teams. It was I knew there was a team I missed. It's like Alexa Kovalev. Alexa Kovalev played a year with the Panthers and a year and I think a couple years with the Ottawa Senators. So do you, do you uh, remember I mean do you remember uh Andre Kovalenko? Yes. Andre Kovalenko. How, how many teams he played for that you can think of right at the top of your head? Canadians? Nordiques? Uh, yeah. The, well, the, the Nordiques and the Avalanche count as one. So I would say, yeah. Uh, he, he played for like a handful of teams. I'll say. Uh, mm, Andre Colorado. Flyers, Hurricanes, Bruins. Yeah. And you said Carolina, right? What? You said Carolina, right? Yep. All right. Can you all name? Right. Can you can you name the all the goalies who have played for the Rangers and the Islanders? There's lots. Um, well, Glenn Healy. Let's start with that one. Yep. Um, Kevin Weeks, Mike yep. Dunham, John yep. Van Beesburg. Yep. Jamie McLennan. Yep. Marty Biron. Yep. How many more do I need? Uh, are you counting? Are you counting Montoya? I am not counting uh, Al Montoya. He never played a game for the Rangers. Okay, so Aaron Asher, um, by the way, a great answer for all these. Played in every team in the Metro Division. Yarrow. Oh, Yarrow Halak, obviously. Yeah, most recent one, Yarrow Halak. Yeah, I'm missing some, but I'm missing somebody else. <laughs> you are, and now I'm. Uh, I already said Valaket, right? You did say Valaket, yeah. I did say Valaket. Okay. And by the way, judging of the way my stats have gone, I might not be the best UFA left, but I'm willing <laughs> to sign. That's what really matters. Um, by the way, you guys, you guys did great with this. Matt Irwin, talking a predator. I don't think Manny Legacy played for both. Who? Friends, uh, Manny Legacy. I don't think he played for no, he, he, no, he never, no. Oh, I'm still a little bit back on this. Francisco Alvarez, another, another, uh, RBI. Uh, Dunham, Heatley, Weeks, Clennon, Biron, Halak. All right, these are all the people that people I've named. We're going to start the song in a minute, everybody, because uh, it's time to go get dinner. And um, I'll get the audio version of this printed up later or maybe even tomorrow. Uh, how many? All right, Ant, give me the rest of them because I'm, I'm, I'm missing some and I'm. 
I just need to get a move on. That's what I'm trying to look down myself because I, I feel like there is someone we're forgetting, and I. Uh, this is gonna. Right, hold on. I thought I got them all. Yeah, all right. You are Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson, damn it. I remember Chad Johnson when they were trying to make the playoffs the year that he was there. Chad, Phil and I actually did this, I think, last week. And I I forgot Chad Johnson. Yeah. Uh So there's another one. What do you got? Well, hold on. He was, yep. Steve Weeks. Okay. Steve Weeks. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Beezer was already, I already said Beezer. Beezer is one of the trivia questions of uh, one of, there's, Three goalies that played for the Rangers, Devils, and Islanders. And Van Beesbrook is one of them. How many? Kevin Weeks. And, um, of course, uh, Mike Dunham. Are you missing one? I don't think – are we missing one? Uh, Chris Terrari? Never played for the Rangers. Oh, just Islanders and Devils. Yeah. So. How do you feel about that? That he never played for the Rangers? Uh, yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> Rangers, goaltending, Rangers goaltending was great back then. Chris Terreri played pretty well with San Jose after he left the Devils, but that's about it. All right. And I'm going to wrap this one up because – I got dinner to go get. Um, everybody, yeah. we've got a, a whole lot of had a whole lot of technical difficulties, but like I said, it is great not having to worry about those right now. Yeah, rebounded. Yeah, you rebounded well, Ant. Yeah, you know, that's what matters. And speaking about which, the 15 watching, uh, Pandolfo never played for the Rangers. No, he never did. Never did. Played for the Islanders and I don't think he played for the Islanders and Devils. Mike Motto played for the Rangers, Islanders, and Devils. Mike Gravner played for them. Uh, we did this last week. Anthony, if you could get this, hopefully you can still hear me. Uh, but anyway, uh, there's a lot of guys that played for Rangers, Islanders, and Devils. Uh, only about 13, I think. I think it's might be and Vladimir Malakov obviously uh, that's another one Sergei Namchinov who was the second one to do that uh, it's actually a lot more of a uh, <laughs> better thing than 
some of the other ones. All right. Everybody, by the way, thanks. We're doing, uh, we're going to be doing more team previews next week. Uh, we're going to have another three for you. It's going to be the next ones coming up. So Buffalo, uh, Carolina, and Columbus, I think, we're going to be doing. And we're all we're going to be cutting down those segments as well, uh, hopefully. Anthony, this is the one I threw out last week. Uh, those are the, oh, the only three. He never changed his license plate. He made that joke Ooh. when he retired. Pat LaFontaine. But he's saying... Oh, 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 oh sorry. Than other than LaFontaine. Oh, sorry. I was reading it wrong. Uh, I don't think anybody else played for only those three. Oh, only or just in general? Other than LaFontaine. Or, all right. It's not Matthew Barnaby. It's not. It's not Miroslav Shatan. So right there. Um, not Pierre Turgeon. Not Benoit Hogue. Trying to think of what another one is. But uh, oh. Jay, I'm gonna look that up and I'm gonna post that answer on Twitter. Is I love Jason Daw. That's the reason why. Oh my goodness. Jason Dahl was a Jason Dahl was a great player, or not a great player. He was a good player. He was a very good player. All right, and I've got to run. I have, uh, I am, I myself am hungry, and I've got a very patient girlfriend that I have to get to. So again, a great rebound uh, for you and the Wi-Fi that you're back on. And uh, you know what I, I did, right? Uh, yeah. So everybody, make sure you tune in next week. We're gonna have a bunch of shorts coming up. Keep sharing us. Keep recommending us. And uh, let's keep this thing growing. We're over 10,000 right now. We're at 10,000, I think, uh, 355 right now. So hopefully get some more in there. Everybody, thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. And I just stopped my cut.